Welcome back to the Dr. Body Mind Soul podcast. My name is Dr. Jude, and this is a podcast which explores how we can integrate modern medicine and alternative therapies to help you get the holistic health care that you deserve. I will be speaking to healers and seekers, researchers and authors who will share their experiences and the evidence to help guide us all to holistic health. Let's do this. Okay, so this week I am introducing Santa to the podcast. Now, Santa is part of our Seeker Story series, and this is a series which is designed to explore um, the experiences of seekers, people who have been looking for alternative therapies to try because they have bumped up against the limits of the modern medical system. Now, Santa um, was diagnosed with CFS approximately five years ago and has had a very interesting journey through her recovery story and now considers herself fully healed. Now, everyone's story to recovery is going to be different, but Santa is going to share her story in the hope that it provides um, people with hope and perhaps guidance as to what they could try um, in, in a similar situation. So welcome, Santa. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to share my story and I just hope that it helps lots of people. Wonderful. So let's let's start with your story, Santa. Um, you are a busy mother of three young children and you were telling me just before we hit record that you had just moved up to Birmingham. You're about to start a new life and all of a sudden you're struck down with chronic fatigue. Tell me the nuance of that story and what you have learned since throughout um throughout your experience yeah so uh firstly i would say that um definitely most people that i speak to can recognize that there are always signs um before um uh, this you know uh, condition hits you uh and i definitely saw uh <laughs> lots of them and different symptoms creeping in slowly slowly but I simply ignored them or I didn't know what they were uh, and I just simply pushed through and of course I didn't change my life in any way even though my body was clearly telling me that you know you have to change something we can't go on any longer like this you are pushing to a limit but I was just ignoring it and so the end result yes before we actually go into the end result like actually to anyone listening what signs now with hindsight can you look back and say oh my gosh if only I'd listened what kind of how was your body expressing that you were reaching its limit ever ever since I was a child I had um certain like tiredness uh but you know at certain points in my life which um you know I wouldn't say it was CFS definitely but um um, I could see sometimes, uh, looking back at it, that uh, it was during stressful periods of, you know, of my life that those things came up or I had, um, you know, different unexplainable symptoms or whatever, or different pains. And, you know, nobody could tell me what it was, uh, especially as I became a teenager and then a young adult. 
So sort of things like, um, you know, pain in my back or maybe my neck and, you know, um, when I had my children and even before that, um, I started to have problems with sleep um, because um, there was a lot of pressure and different stresses in my life. And again, I just thought that this is a normal thing. You know, people sometimes can't sleep. Um, they can sometimes have insomnia. But then again, it was turning into a big chronic thing where I wasn't able to switch off at all. I was sleeping a few hours every night for weeks, which turned into months, which turned into years. And that, that was a big, huge thing. And again, a sign of, you know, that my body wasn't working optimally. My nervous system was in a very fight or flight, looking back at it now and knowing what I know, state that it couldn't even relax. Um, yeah. And so, so I'm hearing, so I'm hearing that really anxiety, like sort of insomnia. Yeah. And I'm hearing that, you know, these were early signs that your body um, was carrying a lot. Um, I'm also hearing that uh, sort of aches and pains in your in your high, in your childhood, like non-explainable aches and pains in your childhood, may have been early signs. And what what sounds really interesting to me as well is this sort of um, experience of living in the land of shoulds. You know, it sounds like you were um, living. Um, a life dictated by what you should be doing rather than what you loved to be doing. So your boundaries that you're, you're living in out of alignment with your, with yourself Um, boundaries were being crossed. And normally when boundaries are being crossed, it invokes a feeling or the emotion that seems to come up is, is anger. Um, And does that, does that ring true? Do, Do you feel anger was something that looking back, at it now was surfacing and we can take as a sign yes definitely but um when you are in that place where you don't even know exactly what boundaries are especially healthy ones um you come to a place where your body simply starts to shut down and you don't experience any anger really um because it's all suppressed uh and all you feel is numbness um and you don't understand why you feel this and you're just so used to um, most likely you know from your childhood to feel this way that you don't see anything wrong with it you don't want to change anything and you just feel you know like you have to go with the flow and yeah uh, and uh, since I learned what boundaries are and what healthy boundaries are since I have practiced them and now I find the I'm in a place um, in my life where you know I have them finally and they're healthy uh, I can and I do have uh, the healthy anger uh, about this certain events or things that happened uh, and I have dealt with them I have processed them and um, you know they don't rule over my life anymore and I have the freedom now um, to you know my body feels safe enough to be able to have that anger to live through it to process it and yeah uh, definitely but um, at first yeah it was just all repressed and you don't just feel numb you don't feel anything <laughs> So it was numbness, actually. You were mm. feeling more, it was more of a, a sensation of numbness, yeah. um, which I guess like can be quite a vague symptom of like, you know, a, again, it's, it's, it's a hard symptom to pin down, isn't it? Because it's something that, um, well, you don't feel anything and therefore mm-hmm. it's a very subtle and kind yeah. of 
hard to pin down emotional state and it's hard to know that there's anything wrong because you simply don't feel it. So it's, yeah. a, I guess, a total disconnection from self um, and, I guess, one that has, um, as you say, been conditioned for survival from a very young age. Um, and, and so what I'm really hearing from you is actually like this feeling early signs of um, your body letting you know that something was wrong was perhaps um, a feeling of numbness, a feeling of um, anxiety, of increasing anxiety, which turned into insomnia. Um, and I guess you all just, you you as many others, I think, would... Um, would think that this was all just normal, a normal life experience until what happened then to really sort of um, wake you up from that way of being and realizing that this was actually something more. Yeah, uh, that uh, happened around, um, you know, almost um, five years ago where um, we um, were moving from, I think one house to another and then um I just felt uh, a tiredness and a true fatigue like I've never felt before um unlike anything and people who have been through this they can truly understand where you know um I I was meaning to pack up the kitchen and you know um because we were moving but um I just felt like you know I can't do it I have to sit on the sofa and I just I literally can't move and it, my body's telling me that you know even though I, I have kind of slept, uh, you know, half of the night. Um, but yeah, I just can't go on anymore. Uh, but there was still some strength, a, a bit of strength left in me. So obviously I didn't think anything of it. And I just pushed myself. I packed everything up and then uh, we moved, um, you know, towards uh, Birmingham, uh, which was a few hours away. Uh, and pretty much as soon as we came there, uh, one or two days afterwards, um, that over overbearing fatigue became just um, unmanageable. Uh, and uh, it led me directly into bed from which I could not stand, I couldn't sit, and I was just bedridden from that point for most of the part of five years. Um, wow. Yeah. And yeah, that was a very horrible, awful experience. So that's why I'm just, you know, grateful. But, you know, it makes me now appreciate the very small things in life where just sitting talking to you now, uh, you know, I couldn't, um, there, was, there were many months where I couldn't even say a word at all um, because, um, yeah, my body was just shutting down in every possible way and it was too hard for me to even speak. Um, so, yeah, it was just a very traumatic experience um but a blessing in disguise of course because it has taught me a lot of things it has changed me changed my character changed the way i lead my life now um and it made me very thankful for yeah just simple life <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, wow. I think anyone who's gone through such a radical health scare no longer takes their health for granted. Um, that's su such a gift from um, from illness. Um, I'm, I'm curious, a lot of people who suffer with chronic fatigue, they um, there's a viral prodrome and it may be triggered by a virus. Did you have 
did you experience that? Yes. So, um, yeah, um, as far as I remember, it was just a normal cold. And that was the sort of trigger point, which led me to then um, be in my bed for five years. Uh, but but um, I think as um, most people in the community who are within, you know, this mind-body community, um, hopefully already know that that is only a trigger and that is not the cause of these conditions. And um, of course, it can be sad as well, where, uh, you know, I for years have chased different treatments and everything, just trying to sort of like tackle that virus, thinking that that's what led me to be in bed because I didn't know any better. I just thought, well, I never recovered from that. So that must be the cause. But of course, it wasn't. And, you know, at some point, I even um, I got so desperate that I, um, I started to take antivirals uh, and quite a lot of them, you know, because there's this protocol where you take high doses of that and apparently, you know, maybe it helped a few people, but uh, it would probably be just a placebo effect, really. Uh, And yeah, and it was very hard on my kidneys, on everything, because, you know, it's just high dosages of antivirals. Uh, But um, yeah, I just tried to do all kinds of therapies possible, uh, conventional alternative and um, I'm not the type of person who even takes, you know, painkillers. So it was very hard, very hard decision for me. But I was sit- just in bed completely, not able to do anything for years. So I was like, okay, let me try this, hoping that it works, which didn't, of course. Well, I think this really speaks to the problem with our current healthcare system is that when the medical model reaches its limits and there are very low limits with those who present with chronic fatigue um, really patients are left feeling desperate and they're left down a doctor doctor google rabbit hole and they don't know where to turn and because doctors don't know anything about alternative therapies they're not able to offer any guidance there and so it leads people like yourself round and very vulnerable to all sorts of hocus pocus um, ideas like taking high dose antivirals, um, which have yeah multiple side effects. So that you really speak to um, speak to I think one of the biggest problems that I hope that Doctor Body Mind Soul can contribute to possible um, positively in helping to guide people around the world of alternative therapies in a more systematic, evidence based um, way. Now. This leads me on to really explore what did you, what you you talked about antivirals, what other therapies did you take um, or did you try in this, in this desperation that really didn't help? Mm -hmm. So um, I have a a list here, but um, you know, I think it might be helpful for anyone listening who might be exploring all these options just to hear what I have uh, gone through. So uh, you know, I have seen an endocrinologist uh, to check if all my hormones were okay. Um, that didn't help. That didn't lead me to anything. I have seen a neurologist because obviously such a nervous system, neuro symptoms, uh, you have to see one and you're very scared. Um, uh, you know, it feels like your brain is absolutely not working. There, there must be something really seriously wrong with you. I have had an MRI of my brain. Um, again, it didn't show anything. I have had an x-ray. Um, I went to a neurophysiologist who did muscle testing um, because my muscle weren't working. I thought, you know, let's 
test them for all kinds of things. Again, that didn't bring me anything. I uh, went to a functional medicine doctor, did all the tests, uh, started on um, you know protocol of lots of supplements, um, nothing. I went to a cardiologist um, because, um, you know, again, with pot symptoms, that is all linked to your cardio system. Um, uh, and that was um, at the end as well when I was um, getting very desperate. Um, I have seen a psychologist um, because that's the first thing probably that all GPs and everyone would suggest that, you know, it's basically all in your head. Um, nothing helps. I um, went on a low dose naltrexone, which is something that, um, you know, that I have found on forums, uh, again, CFS forums, and people were saying that it really helped them. And of course, I couldn't get that through a normal doctor. I had to go to a private doctor who prescribed it to me off-label. Uh, and that, um, to be fair, um, the only thing that it did help after, um, it kind of sort of gives you even more insomnia at the start, but then slowly it's... Um, um, it, it, it helps you sleep a bit better. It just sounds like, wow, you went through so many medical specialists mm-hmm. which have their own protocol with how to exclude um, organic causes for fatigue and weakness. And this is the medical approach. Um, it's not a holistic approach. It's a very um, specialist approach. And with that, um, I think we forget the person having to interface against, you know, against all of these different specialists who are excluding important medical conditions um, so that we're not missing those. But once you've gone through all of those specialists and nothing organic within that specialty is identified I think it's very common and very understandable that people feel hopeless. And I think we have to understand as medical professionals that the system with which we are referring people within and managing them within is causing its own impact, um, leaving people um, like yourself feeling really hopeless um, and um I'm guessing very unseen and I'm guessing very confused. Um, so what, what, yeah, what did you, what do you, and what did you feel um, within be, being a patient within the, within the system? Uh, so firstly, when um, I uh, just got sick uh, and I didn't know even about CFS, it was really scary because, uh, you know, in one day you go from being okay to um, being bedridden for an unknown cause. Uh, and so I was, you know, I was trying to attend all the, <laughs> I went to a a few times, um, you know, <laughs> many times I was asking them, you know, pleading with them, you know, to test me for everything and to take me seriously. And they just kept saying that, you know, there is nothing wrong with you. All the tests are fine. Everything is okay. Uh, but I felt like I had something absolutely horrible happening with me because the symptoms were terrifying. Nobody could explain them. Uh, and yeah, I just felt really scared. And I felt that, uh, you know, doctors were probably trying to gaslight me because I was like, you know, they're obviously 
is something wrong, seriously wrong with me, but you're not taking it seriously. Uh, and um, there was actually a point where one doctor um, um, wrote a sort of like a note to say that, you know, you, what you probably have is a post-viral fatigue, you know, because you've just had this virus and that's what you have. And I was like, okay, so, I mean, and but the point is he never really explained what exactly he meant, what it entails. And I just thought, okay, well, I had the virus, I have the fatigue, so, but it, it, it's impossible for it to last this long, is it? It's week upon week upon week. So can you explain what is going on? And just, yeah, I was sort of like dismissed and that's it. Yeah, you know, there's nothing we can do. Just, you know, it will go away soon. And it makes me feel guilty uh, and like I'm doing something wrong because I am clearly trying to do everything I can, but I'm just none the wiser. Yeah. So I just wish that doctors were, you know, trained about these conditions and not just to know that um, they exist and it's not that you are making things up or, or and that you can just simply stand up and walk and help yourself in a simple way but the fact um is that um most chronic conditions um shouldn't be something that we we just try to chuck pills at uh, that it is something that, again, most chronic conditions, they do have a cure, thankfully. Not all of them, of course, but most of them do. And uh, most of them are originated within this condition, um, uh, sorry, connection between the mind and body. They are rooted in trauma and uh, all, all the other things. And that there is hope, there is treatment for that. Uh, and it's definitely not um, trying to separate the two, mind and the body, and just, you know try to treat the symptoms without addressing the cause. Uh, and if they were trained on this, that would, you know, really help millions of people. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. And my, my question to you was, was was just before that was just like, what do you wish doctors really understood? Mm-hmm. And what do you wish um, doctors yeah, knew about this? And I think one of the key things it sounds like is just that, you you wish doctors really understood beyond the diagnosis so you really understood you want you really want wish doctors understood yes okay there's there is a diagnosis and it's it's chronic fatigue syndrome but then also that there are healers in the community that can help with this so it's true there are no pills no medical management that is going to help chronic fatigue um much i think there are there is a place for excluding other um medical conditions that's important mm-hmm. um it's also important that hormones uh yeah. blood le- hemoglobin levels vitamin d levels mm-hmm. um, are all checked and optimized but mm-hmm. once that has been done it is important that doctors understand that there are healers within the community that specialize in managing chronic fatigue syndrome and other mind body diseases that we could and I would argue should be referring patients to so when the western system reaches its limits like it does with these conditions and we send patients endlessly to specialists um, we need to be aware that there are people um, who specialize in in managing and treating successfully um, conditions like this. And my 
hope with my work with Dr. Body, Mind, Soul and the Witchy Women moving forward sort of bridges that gap because we do need to bridge that gap for people just like you. And as you say, there's so many people like you that feel dismissed, that feel guilty, that feel confused, that feel hopeless um, within our medical system that really are just not being referred to the right healers. And the consequence of that is then, um, you know, trying all sorts of potentially dangerous alternative therapies, which again is, is, is not helpful. So you thankfully did get pointed to um, an alternative therapy or therapies that really did um, move the needle for you. So can you explain what really did help in your case? Yeah. Um, and just uh, before I say what helped, I will just briefly mention um, just a few alternative therapies that I have tried that didn't help much, mm. uh, which is something like um, oxygen chamber, uh, kinetic oxygen machine, where I was breathing um, some sort of activated oxygen, um, osteopathy, uh, you know, uh, in um, sort of like majorly, it didn't help, but a part of it where it, you know, it's someone doing literally some, some type of somatic work with you, it did benefit. Uh, but it, that again, it's because we are trying to then bridge that connection between mind and the body. That's why it's, you know, it, it did have some benefit. Uh, red light therapy, cold therapy, and lots of supplements. And again, I would say that um, it's not that these therapies are useless, is that they can't cannot heal you. So now that I am healed, I do use them. Uh, things like cold therapy, red light therapy, all these things are amazing and they're very helpful to help you to have optimal health holistically, but they're not going to cure a chronic condition. So, yeah, I wouldn't just dismiss them. Uh, but the things that did help me were, um, firstly, it's something that you mentioned as well, and I think sometimes uh, in the mind-body community, um, it can be sometimes... Um, ignored or downplayed where you know uh people focus too much on this mind body connection where they forget about things like well but your hormones might be out of whack and yet of course the nervous system can well and does play a big part in them becoming out of whack but there can be another issue there going on as well and certainly deficiencies um can happen and they do happen and they can have a very huge impact on anyone's you know, on how anyone feels, especially if they're severe. So, yeah, I would just encourage people to look into the physical part of it, meaning uh, specifically deficiency, because they can um, they can be a huge thing that is just contributing a big part to the symptoms that you're feeling. So, yeah, it is about mind and body, but don't forget about the body part, you know, because our body needs physical things, you know, uh, and specific things to work. And um, then I would say looking into... Um, properly uh, changing my sleep hygiene and getting serious about that was a very big thing. And again, uh, many people sort of like dismiss that and they understand that sleep is important, but they don't understand that it is probably, well, it is um, top three things that are going to affect your health just in all kinds of ways. Uh, and so getting serious about that and changing the things I did around, um, you know, how I slept, because um, when I was, uh, you know, 
at my severe state. I didn't sleep um, all night long. Uh, I woke up sort of like in the afternoon, in the afternoon, sorry, no, um, at night. I woke up at night in the middle of the night. Then I would stay up half of the night and then I would go back to sleep for the rest of the day because my circadian rhythm was so out of whack. And so once I started taking sleep hygiene seriously, um, it slowly, slowly helped me with my sleep. So, yeah, that's definitely one thing I would look into for anyone who's listening. Um, and um, I have also started um, regularly receiving uh, massages. And at first, when I was, again, um, quite unwell, they did the opposite. They didn't help me because, um, you know, uh, having a massage, you know, it moves all your toxins around and everything. Uh, but my immune system and oh, nervous system, they were just so sensitive and not ready to uh, to have any stress put on me, on my body, that they didn't help. But then later on, as I started to see improvement in my health, I just carried on with having that uh, massage therapy. And I believe that it is, um, you know, it, it can be uh, a, uh, a type of somatic work as well, because it does help you to release different emotions, uh, to release the stress out of your body. So having that regularly really helped me. And that was a part of my routine for probably a year or more than that. Uh, and um, yeah. Uh, and just, you know, um, again, looking into things like boundaries is huge. Um, uh, and, you know, it's not uh, really an alternative therapy as such, but, you know, it is part of uh, that therapeutic approach in life, which can can and does help you and your body um, uh, feel safe and release the emotions and the stress that are then associated with um, such conditions and that become like a snowball. And, you know, then you start um, having all these unexplainable symptoms like pain and fatigue. And um, yeah, so, um, and uh, finally, it was uh, my faith in God, which kept me going uh, because um, that's another thing that um, <clears throat> I believe that, uh, a lot of mind-body community forget or, well, they generally don't look into that, uh, is that there is a third realm that we're not looking into, that we're not just a body like convention doctors say, we're not just mind and body like <laughs> mind-body practitioners say, but we also have a soul or a spirit. Um, and that is very important to look into that, uh, I would um, say as well. Mm, mm. Yeah, I agree. I think there is often... Um, well, in this in this um in this age we we've completely disconnected from um connection to soul and spirit and whatever that means to us, um whether that be a higher self, a higher power, um yeah, we've really disconnected from that. And I think it is really um fundamental actually that we reconnect with um in my case I sort of my own spirit my own soul and actually that will that is now guiding all of my decisions in life because I, th I think that's one of the most fundamental um fundamental pieces to any to, to good health is our is connection mm -hmm. to ourselves and our souls and our spirit and then from that and um, that has a ripple effect into our energy, into our mind, and then into our bodies. I think that's so important to highlight. And so what I'm really hearing from you is what helped is 
is, I guess, good sleep hygiene, correcting nutrient deficiencies, massage therapy, and really addressing all of this while in the context of addressing the root cause. And the root cause being, I guess, how your relationship to self. So, you know, boundaries is all about, you know, um, what we allow and what we what we don't. And almost, um, and, and this is very related to our nervous system. And in Chinese medicine, it's very related to our immune systems. It's our sense of self. I mean, our, our, our immune system is there to detect um, and distinguish what is self and what is other. And when we have a dysregulated nervous system, it, it directly impacts our um, immune system. And obviously this condition like CFS is off, that's why it's you know often triggered by a virus, but it's really offsetting a cascade of dysregulation within our immune systems um, and our nervous systems, which um, all of which, you know, when we take a mind, body, spirit, approach to we can see the relationship between um boundaries and what we allow in and um to ourselves um impacts our 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 bodies um if we continually don't pay attention to it so you know yeah it's a really holistic approach that you're taking and in some ways it's like so common sense in in a way it seems it sounds so simple and yet when you don't know um, that we can contextualize a treatment plan based on that. Um, and doctors are completely unaware of this system of operating with this condition exists. It does lead to a lot of desperation and a lot of hopelessness. Um, but, you know, there are practitioners out there who are doing things differently. And it's my mission to sort of know who they are and be able to signpost people to them. Um, so that's that's um, that's hopefully what this podcast will do, too. Yeah, sorry. I, and just um, to mention, because I, I forgot we, we talked about many things, but um these are the fundamentals that I mentioned that uh, I feel and I think everybody, regardless of what condition you have, should have in their life. Uh, but um, then to add on to that, uh, I looked into uh, and I did trauma work, which is, um, you know, again, that's another essential because the one of the root causes of chronic conditions is trauma. So definitely, um, you know, most people would need to look into that. Uh, and then finally, uh, one of the big biggest pieces for me um, and I see for people that I work with, other patients, my friends, you know, uh, who might have these conditions or had them in the past, uh, help them uh, is brain retraining. Um, and yeah, because um, so once you, it's sort of like addressing all that in a combination, isn't it? Where you uh, do things that are helpful for your body um, functionally, you um do somatic work and then you connect that with your brain and with your mind uh, because you need to address the both, uh, doing trauma work, brain and training and um, uh, inner child work as well, uh, very helpful. Uh, so these were probably the sort of like last pieces to this jigsaw, which then, okay, they made sense. But um, I would say that if I started 
to do them straight away without addressing the firstly the fundamentals they probably wouldn't be that helpful and i did try doing brain training a few times within those few years but um one i wasn't even ready to um understand and accept the fact that brain retraining works and what exactly it meant because the first time I, th- I heard about it which was years ago um i think i read about something like oh rewiring your your neural pathways and it just sounded really like something woo woo to me uh and i just dismissed that and then it took me years to come to that re- realization and uh, through all the research and uh, experience and stories that I've read and heard to finally take it seriously to understand how it works. And this is why, um, yeah, it's one of the biggest things that um, I I do when I help people. We definitely include that because without that part, uh, it is pretty much impossible to, yeah, to, to, to let go of having those chronic symptoms so you can have have improvement but it is very hard to finally heal and be free from chronic symptoms brain retraining and this is sort of i guess like this is the importance of 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 um, rewriting your narrative you know it's actually re- it's reframing your experience and this completely transforms um how you relate to yourself and how you relate to the world. And um, this is why uh, people in a very similar circumstance can have completely different results. It's all around um, the narrative that we create, often very subconsciously. Um, It it completely defines our experience of life and our um, experience within our own bodies. So, yeah, narrative, um, and that's not to underplay the importance of it is to sort of say this is so, such a key aspect to um, our life experience and our ability to move from um, one identity um, through which we really need and have needed into another identity. And often these big life experiences like um, chronic fatigue, or, um, but there's many different transitions in life, menopause being another one. Um, do require you know a transition from one identity to another and it can be so difficult to do that um, because we are so attached to our own identities it's something that we really um, need to egoically um, keep us safe until it doesn't and it's often these illnesses that provide such a a, a wake-up call um, to many people in order to um, have the opportunity to release what is no longer serving us. And big illnesses often do um, do um, challenge our sense of self, who we are, what our priorities are, all of these things. So, you know, our health, there's nothing, there's nothing like our health to shift um to shift our identities and um but to make lasting changes like we get the opportunity to actually rewrite that rewrite who we are who we want to come who we want to become what meaning we're creating out of this whole experience so this is a really important piece for transitioning um from a person who um we have been into a person who we wish to become and our body often um if we're lucky in some ways, it gives us the opportunity to do 
um, sooner or later it will happen to all of us. So, yeah, thank you so much for sharing your story, Santan. I know that you now work with others in order to share your experience, your um, approach and modality, which has come to you a very hard fought. Um, can you explain to our listeners how you work, who you work, um, who you work for and how they can contact you? Um, so, um, I mean, the best way to probably contact me is to go on my Instagram uh, and you can DM me. Um, and um, yeah, that's probably the best way. Uh, and, your but, hand, and your handle yeah. is at santa.wellness. Yes. And I will put that in the show notes for anyone who wants to refer to that. Yes. Yeah, so um, even, um, you know, the sort of like last year that I was um, really unwell, I uh, I had this, you know, dream and hope that, you know, maybe one day I could be healthy. And if I can be all of this works and if I really know what to do, I would then be able to pass on this knowledge on to others and to be able to help them. And yeah, that was a, a sort of dream that I had. And, uh, you know, Thankfully, it came to fruition, and most of the work I do is one-on-one, where I create uh, I create a bespoke program for each client because what I have found through years of research, through my own experience, through all the different <laughs> courses and trainings and everything that I did and took to heal my, you know, to help myself heal, uh, I realized that. Um, and speaking to others who. Um, some of them are still on their journey. Uh, the, the one of the main things that people um, struggle with is not knowing what exact tools are needed for them in their situation, uh, in what exact uh, sequence, and at what times. Because uh, you know there are there are many um, let's say courses or something where it would be great if. Um, there would also be that one-on-one support added onto it because um, if a person, for example, uh, is coming into, you know, is on their healing journey and they have uh, not yet looked into their traumas and done the trauma work, it will be pretty much fruitless um, for them to straight away start with brain training Mm. uh, because their nervous system will not be ready for that. They will always have that weight of those unresolved traumas on them in them within them you know and um, so (laughs) trying to change the neural pathways in your brain before addressing that is very hard to impossible and uh, I also recognize that um, people are in very different and unique conditions and circumstances so somebody who is severe uh, will need a very different approach and different set of tools than somebody who is um, moderate or mild and someone who um as I have experienced myself, for example, who has children uh, or, you know, uh, is probably mild and is working in a very demanding job, will need a very different approach to someone who, um, you know, at university studying or, you know, they're taking time off work and they have um, more freedom or time to be able to put into their healing. Um, and so, yeah, I found that... Um, it is very hard for people to find the right tools for their uh, specific circumstances. And this is why I uh, speak to people one-on-one and then I adapt and, uh, you know, my program and tailor it to that specific individual. Uh, So for now, this is how it's working. And I've also um, got uh, a waiting list for 
group coaching because some people who come to me they uh, do want to experience um you know this training and uh, trying to heal in a group setting because they feel safer but some people probably most uh, prefer the safety of one and one and because it's that um intense sort of personalized service i find this is what helps people more and that's why most people opt for it but there is a waiting list for group coaching because i see that some people um uh would benefit from that so yeah this is what i do and yeah you can find me on instagram i just think it's really worth noting that you know um you had a dream you know mm. you, had, you had a dream that you would be helping others when you got well and our dreams are our biggest guiding light it's our spirit like this is our spirit guiding us to where we should be and so i just want to acknowledge your spirit and the faith that you hold um that's propelled you and forward and i think that we need to all listen to our dreams um more and make choices and live in alignment with them because this is really where the magic of um of of our healing i think lives um so yeah i want to congratulate you for the commitment you've made to yourself um to really radically change um your life um and uh and your and your um, desire and dream to serve others with with the gold that you have um, gathered from what was a really difficult um, dark night of the soul experience um, that this illness afforded you. Um, so yeah, want to thank you for that, and uh, thank you for coming on the podcast to share your story with us. Thank you, thank you again so much for having me. I really appreciate your Instagram account and I think it's very unique one of a kind and that's why you know I wanted to speak to you um because um yeah as a doctor you are doing something uh very unusual very helpful to the community of um people like myself who you know have been chronically ill uh, you're shining the light on um, different ways of healing and you are in a way going against you know the traditional system which uh, which is a very brave and um, very good thing to do. So, yeah, I just want to thank you for that and thank you for helping people like myself. Uh, yeah, we appreciate your content uh, and your Instagram. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Thank you so much, Santa. And I'll put thank all the details down into the show notes so anyone who's listening here and wants to reach out can. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening, Body, Mind, Soul Seekers. If you want to connect with trusted alternative therapists, learn more about what they do and how they can help you, check out my new holistic healthcare platform, The Witchy Women. Or if you are a holistic healer that wants to serve and help more people, book in a discovery call with me. Find more details at thewitchywomen.com. To show your support for this podcast, please share it with a friend or leave a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does make a difference. Thank you all so much. Until next time.